It's the pink one. Seven fifty. Okay, mm-hmm. I was looking at the price point. Seven fifty. Mills. Pesos? Oh, no. Mills. <laughs> mills. Mills. Seven hundred fifty mills. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> That's 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 the paradise I get if I die. Seven hundred fifty milfs. Not a living virgin. I don't want seventy five virgins. I want seventy five milfs. <coughs> and we're live with paranormal dash spirits. The place we come to get our booze on. We talk about the booze, the things that go bump in the night, and I get to do that with all my booze. I'm Mike Black. I have the beautiful Alyssa Black, my wife. Hello. My Good-looking, charming, best friend sidekick, John Burkett. How you doing? How you doing? And tonight, we're going to talk about a shadowy specter that has haunted the collective imagination. A malevolent ancient force with its roots stretching from the cradle of civilization in Mesopotamia to the modern age. Tonight, we bring you the chilling tale of an ordinary person who dismissed the warnings and in their pursuit of curiosity, ventured into the treacherous territory of Ouija board sessions. Mm. Mm, Never good. The outcome was nothing short of terrifying. As he teetered on the brink of devastation, this is the Chronicles of Zozo. But before we do all that, let's talk about the places that you can see us and listen to us. So if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can go to YouTube and check us out at 3B Paranormal Spirits. You can go to Facebook and you can see us at Booze with Benefits. Join up on our group um, there on Facebook. If you want to check us out on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter, you can go to paranormal underscore dash, which is spelled out D-A-S-H underscore spirits and it's the same for all of them instagram tiktok and twitter or x as it's called. yeah that's a new one x twitter has become x is it? now we also have a website and that's paranormal spirits.com paranormal dash spirits.com i'm sorry and that's a landing page for us uh, you can get to any of our sites youtube facebook instagram tiktok twitter and we also have uh, a nice little swag store there with all kinds of stuff like uh, boozies, koozies, and dad caps, and trucker caps, and racerback tees, and oh, racerback tees. That reminds me of something. <laughs> when we get to 100 subscribers on YouTube, John is going to wear. And, and Mike. <laughs> and Mike are going to wear <laughs> racerback tees for a podcast. I'm here for it. Guess what we're at right now? 97. I need three more people to subscribe, 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 and you will get to see John and I in Racerback Tees. I'm 100% here for that. I I think we should, you know. It doesn't if affect it, me as much as you because I'm a this lot camera's heavier. coming in sideways, this camera's going <laughs> this way, but that's going to catch your back. Yeah, it is. It, it looks is, like a gorilla. It looks like a silverback. Protecting <laughs> the protecting the troop <laughs> it does it does look like a gorilla I've, i admit <laughs> i have no hair on my back man. no 
No. We won't be able to see it. Maybe I'll need to switch places. <laughs> Maybe I'll shave for that. <laughs> shave my back or something. Oh, well, it's going to uh, grow back don't, out. Don't, don't, don't do too much now. <laughs> so this is a show about spirits, and we start off every uh, night that we record with spirits. And we drink spirits on some other nights, too, but we always have spirits on the night that we record. So tonight we are drinking, it looks like, tequila. John, uh, El, take it away and tell us what we're drinking. El Tesoro Reposado. Mm, mm, mm. Crafted at La Altena Distillery. We know where that is. That's in Jalisco. Can, is he getting his own? I can't read what's on this. This is too dark and it's too tiny and my eyes are too old. Would you like me to read it for you, sir? Uh, yes, use some much younger eyes. Mm. Ageist comment. I mean, the font's like point one five font. <laughs> Let's see. Let now, this does come highly recommended by a tequila connoisseur. It smells good. It really does. It's crafted at La Altena Distillery. Founded by this person's grandfather. We still cook our agaves in old-fashioned ovens. Nice. Crush them with a volcanic Tohono wheel. Oh, And nice. double distill our tequila to proof without any additives. This is old school. Yeah. Our reposado tequila then slowly ages in ex-bourbon barrels, taking on a subtle hint of their sweetness, complementing the sweet, the rich, smoky essence of agave. Yeah. This, this is, is the one that was rated, I believe, he rated this an S on the oh. man that we were looking at stuff for. Yeah, it says oh, sweet, really? smoky flavor with hints of vanilla and oak. The appearance? Straw. I mean, that's good. I like that with a rip so not too dark. Yeah, well, there's no additives at all. This has won a double gold medal at the San Francisco Spirits Competition oh, wow. in 2021 and has a 94 points from the Ultimate Spirits Challenge 2021. Apparently, it was founded by the, his grandfather, Don Felipe Camarena, in 1937. We make tequila here almost exactly as he did then and for the very same reasons. To pay tribute to our fields of agave and to make a spirit worth sipping. Hmm. Okay. Well. What's that smell like? It smells like agave to me. But. I get agave, but I also get a little <clears throat> bit of, it's almost a jalapeno. Well, why do you say that? A little peppery. Mm-hmm. It says smoky oats with hints of fruit, vanilla, and dill. I don't get deal like it. I don't smell pickles in there. I smell. Hmm. Actually, <clears throat> now that you say it, I smell uh, now deal. It's like man, now I can't <laughs> now get, I but it's like deal. vinegar to me instead of dill, though. Yeah. So well, tesoro is treasure in Spanish. Oh, is that what it tesoro. is? Tesoro. Uh-huh. Well, let me see if I treasure this. You ready? Cilantro. Cilantro. Oh. Very agave. Forward. Oh, that me. is nice. I really like that. If you were into a pure agave flavored tequila without all that extra mm-hmm. stuff, the vanilla and the celebrity junk they put in them. It's smoothed you know. out a little bit from that oak, but it doesn't, it's not terribly forward with it. Yeah, it's it's lost some of the, I'm sure, some of the brightness from the, mm-hmm. from a plata, but that is, that's really nice. It's very nice. Yeah, that's good. It says you're supposed to taste robust of robust blend of oak and agave. I can def- definitely taste the oak in it. With smoke, 
Don't get any of that. Now, let yeah. me tell and y'all. I'm not getting the smoke. Because I know we bought this a while ago, so I know you don't remember the price point. Let me share it through the price point, and then you tell me how you feel about it. How much did we spend on this? $53. (laughs) Did we spend that? Yeah. Well, that's how much it is at Total Wine today. Okay, I guess we did. $52.99. I don't feel like that's a lot. No. No, not for that, no. I don't feel like that's a lot at all for no additives and... That's a very fair price for that tequila, I believe, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I've drank a few tequilas, (laughs) so... Not today. Not today. No, not today. It's funny when you have one like this with no additives after we've had some that do with that almost fake vanilla taste. Oh, I can't stand mm-hmm. that. You when know those, what I mean? The fake it, sweetness. It, it's, yeah, it's nice on the palate, but when you have something like this, you can really understand what that this is, fake flavoring yes. tastes like versus like, something pure. It's like getting... the. It's a difference between being used to drinking like sugared Coke... Versus like Diet Coke. Versus a Diet Coke. If you're used to drinking a regular Coca-Cola. With sugar. And you drink a Diet Coke, it's like, oh, that nasty. It works the other way, too. Like, I like Diet Coke. I'm a Diet so- Coke. Yeah, I mean, right. half my bloodstream is Diet Coke. And if I drink a regular one, it's like, oh. But yeah. It, so if you're, but the thing is, if you're not used to that artificial sweetener, though. Yeah, it's. And all of a sudden, you get you get hit with it. It's like, oh, that. It's like, remember the cenote tequila about? Mm-hmm. That's the gross man. I mean, I've <laughs> there's still a sh- couple shots left in that bottle. And you that's, can't bring yourself to do it. Oh man, it's like I gotta have a shot of something else. Maybe first you need to I clean can... some brass or something, or Oof. you know, get some grease off your car. Does it work for battery acid <laughs> the same way Coke does? No, it just tastes like you know, tastes like uh, somebody just dumped a bottle of vanilla extract into the bottle of tequila. It's I know. Oof. Yeah. I mean, to clarify, this doesn't have an aspartame taste, and everything mm, no. that we've had before no, doesn't either. But this is just that additive. Like, you can tell this is pure. There's something very yeah. pure about it. It doesn't taste Nothing's, fake. You don't get any fake. You ultra don't get any, sweetness. Mm-mm. No sugar. It is exactly how it's supposed to be. But it, like, but it is a little sweet, though. It is sweet because it's because agave is sweet, though. Yeah. yeah I mean, anybody that I was gonna uses say, that's agave, agave sweetness. Anybody mm-hmm. that uses agave syrup for sweetening, sweetening. Yeah. Sweetener. Uh, for a sweetener to sweeten mm-hmm. something. That's pretty good. I mean, you can tell that that is, that's no additive, organic. Pure. Good stuff. Crushed with lava rocks. Delicious. Thumbs up for me. Mm-hmm. Same. Alrighty. That's, that's one of the better ones. Let's talk to, talk to us about why you shouldn't use a Ouija board. Ah, this is why you shouldn't use a Ouija board. And we got a few YouTube videos Version out there. Version 17.0. We, we've been over this again and again and, <laughs> and again, again and again and again. Don't but use them. for those that didn't get it for the first <laughs> 15, 17, 27 times. Yeah. So we start off in. Wait, you have to say it right. Like Zach does. A Ouija board. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's an Ouija board. I think it's just. Ouija board. That's just the Zach Baggins way of saying it. I, Some Ouija people say Ouija. Ouija. Yeah, it's not Ouija either. It's That's Ouija. what you, you clean windows with a Ouija. <laughs> That's a squeezy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Ouija. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Zach Baggins just say, he says Ouija. <laughs> he does say he Ouija. No, that's Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Oklahoma and talk about Darren Evans. This was a teenage boy, ordinary by most accounts, uh, engaging in the typical pursuits of teenage boydom. 
he was hanging out with his friends, indulging in occasional troublemaking and navigating the convoluted world of teenage romance. Chasing tail. Mm-hmm. Girls, I mean. So. And he met Brandy. 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 And so he and Brandy hit it off. And they used to hang out together. They would walk home from school together. And so one day, Darren and Brandy are hanging out at Brandy's house. And it just so happens there's a plumber there at the house. And this is I, I, that look. Wow. <laughs> I have a. I'm getting that look like you, you've seen this porn before, but this is not a. I would never watch this building. No, I wouldn't either, but I've heard people talk about them. And uh, but that is full of crap. <laughs> that is not what this is about. So, Darren and and Brandy are over at Brandy's house. I'm sure they're doing homework and uh, mm. studying uh, so that they make it into Phi Theta Kappa and all that. But uh, there's a plumber that's working underneath the house in the basement. So he's digging down there, repairing some pipes. And while he's down there digging around, he comes across a very old Ouija board. Mm. This thing mm. is buried is under the house. Buried under the house. Dude, there's a reason it's oh, under the house. But it gets better. Mm. It gets better. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it gets better. So it's underneath <laughs> not, not the for house. Him. <laughs> <laughs> not for him. And it's, you know, covered with dirt, and he finds it underneath there. He starts wiping the dirt away, and, you know, this thing is obviously old. And on each corner of this Ouija board underneath the house in the basement, dirt basement, there is a mason jar Mm -mm. set on each corner of the Ouija board. Nope. Inside the mason jar. Teeth. Which are sealed. There is the decayed carcass of a blackbird in each one. Hey. Oh. I guess that's better than human teeth. There's also this congealed Mm-mm. mess in the Mm-mm. bottom of it that looks like Mm-mm. it might be congealed blood or something Black, like that. Blackbird good. Listen, the word congeal alone. <laughs> mm. So anyway. It is a congealed moist. <laughs> no. <laughs> gelatinous so, yeah, this substance. Gelatinous substance that's in this mason jar. And so anyway, the, the plumber, he kind of scoots all this stuff back and he sees this going on. He thinks that the kids upstairs are playing a trick on him so as he's leaving he goes and tells darren and brandy he says hey and by the way i found your little thing down there in the basement that you left for me and they're like what are you talking about and so anyway he tells them that he finds found the ouija board so the kids are fascinated by the idea of this instantly curious you know they run down there and sure enough, there's the board with the jars on it. Well, he moves the jars off of it. And, you know, after he looks and sees this dead bird in there. And... When is this? Is, uh, this, is this Darren Darren? Like, Darren. Okay, I know who Darren, Darren, Darren is. Yeah. Okay. okay never, so this is pretty recent. Like. Yeah, pretty recent. Um, Darren is, said as soon as he touched the board, he felt attached to it. He felt an attachment. I wouldn't touch that thing for nothing. I'd be burying that right back in the ground. Yeah, so. I ever saw. Take a picture of it and then forget I ever saw it. Anyway, 
the board they look at it and this board is painted black on the back side of it and very old they take it and show it to brandy's mother who just happens to be a practicing wiccan of course she is of course she is and the she says she's never heard of any such ritual that's ever been performed with a, a Ouija board where you bury it and you put the birds on it and all that. She, yeah, she knows nothing about this. Um, Lies. She had no idea what it meant. Anyway, so... Yeah, I've never heard of that either. That's, it's a put it back where you found it. It's what it is. Exactly. So Darren was an, an avid music fan, as all of us were back then. And his favorite band was ACDC. Almond Brothers. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't Almond Brothers. Dwayne, Dwayne, he looks, Darren looks like, uh, uh, yeah, he looks he, like Dwayne Almond. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. So he's got long hair for sure. So Darren, since he loved ACDC, loved their music, he wanted to talk to Bon Scott. And Bon Scott, for those who do not know, wait. Oh, he wanted to talk to Bon Scott through the through the Ouija board. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bon, bon okay. Scott's, yeah. Bon no, I know. Dead. I know. I know. I know. Okay. I know this. So All Bon right. Scott had been the lead singer of ACDC, yes. and in 1980, February of 1980, Bon Scott died of alcohol poisoning. So finally, Darren gathers up the the stones to do this, and he sits down for his first ever Ouija board session. And even though he, you know, had this immediate connection with the board and felt like it connected with him or whatever, he sat there for 30 minutes trying to talk to Bon Scott. Nothing happens. But after 30 minutes, the planchette begins to move. Now, was their planchette buried with it, or did they use a glass or something like or what they use? I don't know. I don't know. You can use a glass, like a, yeah, yeah, a drinking mean. glass or something. It didn't say anything about the planchette, so I'm assuming that he acquired a planchette or a glass or, you know, whatever. For he's it, he's but looking through the gelatinous substance. Maybe he's using one of the mason jars. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the planchette uh, begins to move on its own after 30 minutes. He's been sitting there, you know, like this, like puppy Wait. dog style, I guess. And it starts making an arc. And this arc is sweeping back and forth from Z to O. And it's just going over and over and over, spelling out Zozo. So, Darren is, he's terrified, and he doesn't know what he has contacted, and so he tries to say goodbye. So, anybody that knows anything about Ouija boards, when you finish with the Ouija board session, you have to say goodbye so that you end that session, right? Does it leave it open if you don't? Right. Mm -hmm. It leaves it open. And you don't want to leave it open. No, you don't. Nope. Okay. It ain't Bon Scott coming through there. So when he tries to say goodbye, the planchette then spells out S-E-E-Y-O-U-I-N-H-E double hockey sticks. Oh, see you in hell. See you in hell. And the board flies across the room. So Darren runs out of the room, 
freaked the hell out. Hell yeah. Trying to make sense of what he's seen. And, but he thought to himself, he says, okay, I, I'm good because I know that I have to say goodbye and I said goodbye. So I'm all, I'm all right. No. Well, evidently, the board did not know the rules. And so first it starts with nightmares. He starts having these nightmares. He can't sleep. And he's having him almost nightly. And as he described it, these horrific atrocities would invade his dreams every night. He got to where he would wake up. He'd be frozen. He couldn't move. And when he would wake up, he'd hear whispers all around him in his room. And then hissing kind of sounds. And these episodes... Uh, were soon followed by banging and knocking throughout the house and then even in the daytime as well as the constant feeling of being watched by something he couldn't see. Despite this presence he was feeling, Darren's curiosity was stirred up and he decides he needs to hold more Ouija board sessions to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No, Darren. Darren. No, Darren. Okay. So, although he's freaked out and scared, Darren continues to hold sessions with the board, and he begins to isolate and withdraw. And even though he promised himself after that first time that he'd never do it again, he did over and over, and almost compulsively or obsessively. And when the board was not in use, he would place it in this purple cloth, he'd put it up in his closet, and he would go back, and it wouldn't be there. The board would be missing. It'd be mm-hmm. gone. He'd come back a few days later, and the board's there again. So it's almost as if the board was saying when it could be used, when it couldn't be used, etc. So Darren decides to invite some friends over to see this board and see that it actually does this because... This way, it proves to himself and to others that he's not insane, and there are people that uh, actually witness all this stuff going on. So Darren's best friend was Randy. 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 And the two. And he's bond- dating Brandy. <laughs> no. Come on, no. Darren's dating Brandy. Randy was his friend, <laughs> and they had bonded because they both loved ACDC in high school. Mm-hmm. It had been inseparable ever since, and. So oh, Randy. Randy comes over and by now Darren is grown and living in his own apartment and working at construction. Uh on a construction job site. He found on the construction job site a jar that was buried. And he picks up the jar and guess what's in it? Gelatinous material with a, a congealed and rotting black. <sighs> So one evening in 1985, Darren and Randy were determined to reach Bon Scott through the Ouija board. So they dimmed the lights down. They light some candles and started their their Ouija board session. And I'm sure they were playing some ACDC in the background prior to that. But um, they were asking for Bon Scott and the board replied, I mate, A-Y-E-M-A-T-E. Like, I make, like it's speaking Australian? Like in an Australian dialect. 
So they they just know they've contacted Bon Scott finally, right? And so this board seemed to know all the details of Bon Scott's life. They knew everything about him. So the board or Bon Scott or whatever you want to believe asked the men if they could give it a cigarette. So they lit a cigarette. They stuck it in the hole in the planchette and said that the cherry would fire up as if Bon Scott was taking puffs off this cigarette. And after it took the the puff off the cigarette, it spelled out thanks. So after the cigarette was fun was over and they had finished that, the board spelled out, fuck you, Randy. I will have your soul and I will see you in hell. Mm. Zozo. Oh. Oh. So the honeymoon was obviously over. What did Randy do? I don't know, but this completely freaked the guys out. So Randy is scared shitless, and he's pissed off now because this board has threatened him. So he starts cussing at the board and throws the board off the balcony out of Darren's uh, second floor uh, balcony apartment. Or out the window. The board was later returned by the downstairs neighbor. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So, With tongs. Huh? With tongs. With tongs, yeah. After this session, uh, a series of loaves were both manifested in the years to come. So, obviously, Randy was influenced by the lifestyle of Bon Scott and idolized him. And he soon fell victim to alcohol as well. Well, it's no fun waiting around to be a millionaire. Yeah. He uh, he lost his wife to divorce. I'll try. I'm going to try to throw in as many ACTs. <laughs> uh, lost his wife to divorce. Uh, they shared custody of his son. Uh, a lot of opportunities would present themselves for Randy to better his life. For one reason or another, he just couldn't couldn't, couldn't grasp it. There. Couldn't get it. You know, sounds like he's a problem child. It it and he may have <laughs> he been. Did it again. That's. You you do. I like your mm-hmm. Yeah. But inserts. if he gets to jail, maybe he'll get out in a, in a jail break, break, right? I cannot. <laughs> With you two. <laughs> oh my god. You know. Here we go. Dirty well, deeds are done are dirt done cheap. cheap. Yeah. And he's got big balls. <laughs> oh my god. Can you stop, please? <laughs> okay. I'm trying to make my way down the track list again. Right. Deeds. Okay. <laughs> He's, I, I guarantee you, I, I bet you a dollar he's got it pulled up and he's looking at it right now. <laughs> Actually, I couldn't remember which album Big Balls was on because that's my favorite one that Bon Scott sings. Yeah. Um, oh, Highway to Hell is my favorite of That's post-Bon bon Scott. Bon Scott, isn't it? Huh? That's post-Bon Scott, isn't it? No, Highway to Hell is Bon Scott. All right, kids. Back in Black is. We're digressing and we know that. No, it's Back okay. in Black is the new guy. Back in Black is the new guy. Highway to Highway Hell. Highway to Hell. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay. Of course I am. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Darren and Randy. Uh, of course I am. They decide they're going to do um, They're going to do one more Ouija board because. Of course they are. Because they're idiots. Yeah. And Darren had, or Randy had said to Darren, he said, I just feel like I'm in a prison and I can't escape. Jailbreak. That was perfect Break. life. If you waited one second, it'd have been there for you. Oh man! Yeah, you so Darren, to... <laughs> so Darren and Randy decide they're going to do one more, and Randy asked the board how he would 
I'm not sure about this word, so I'm going to say cease to exist on the physical plane. Oh, unalive yourself. He, yeah, how he was going to be unalive. How you would find, as Ozzy would say, the unalive solution. The board responded with three statements. Mm-hmm. In a car, at night, alone. In 2007, after spending the evening with Darren, the last words Randy would say to Darren was, Darren, I'll see you in hell. The next morning, Darren received a phone call from Randy's girlfriend, Alicia. Randy never made it home that night after he left Darren's. Instead, he passed away in an automobile accident at night and alone. But it was an accident, though, right? I assume. Oh, so he It was an automobile accident. How am I going to die? Yes. Oh, I thought because you rephrased it, he asked, how am I going to make myself No, 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 no. No, how am I going to cease to exist on the physical plane? How am I going to die? How am I going to die? You can say that. Okay. So how am I going to die? And it told him, in a car at night alone. He died in a car at night alone. He just didn't mention it was going to be that night. Well, that was in 2007. Joke's on Randy because Darren's still alive. Yeah. So anyway, the news of Randy's passing along with his frequent contact with the entity, Zozo, has caused Darren to become obsessed with finding out all he could about Zozo. Before and after Randy's passing, Darren had been living in Oklahoma City in a house that would become synonymous with the name Zozo. And this is the house where most of the attacks on Darren and his family occurred. So because of his obsession with the, the occult, he started studying on a much more in-depth and organized manner. So one night during a Ouija session with his wife, Kathleen, the demon took over Darren. Kathleen was frozen in fear. She watched helplessly as something non-human, this is her description, was staring out from Darren's eyes. Their daughter was sleeping uh, just a, a few feet away in the next room. So when they're doing this, which is crazy to me. Um, uh, Anyway, she said that he went crazy and he started coming for her. Fortunately for Karen, she was able to say goodbye and get away before any harm could be done to her. So several minutes later, Darren would come back to himself with no memory of what had taken place. Mm -mm. So the attacks against Darren and his family seemed to intensify and worsen uh, after this episode. And the house would shake as knocks banging footsteps would sound out through the house uh, eventually they would hear moaning and hissing all throughout the rooms and down the hallways and the family became so terrified of zozo that they had what they called a safe room and that's where they would all all gather together at one time now I don't know what that made this a safe room, but well, that's just what like they called we've it. We've talked about this before and other ones, like a whole the whole family just started sleeping in the living room. Together. Yeah, you know, so maybe that's what they had in mind. But anyway, so they had a safe room. Uh, it was upstairs, and um, so one night Darren's going to sleep or trying to go to sleep, and he has this overwhelming fear that just comes over him and all of a sudden he's he's terrified he rushes out of his bedroom to the safe room he realizes hey i'm in here by myself this doesn't work i gotta i need my family in here with me he goes out of the safe room into the hallway where he can see the stairway and i've seen the the actual house so any of the there's three rooms at the top and any one that you look out you would look right down the stairwell and when he looks down the stairwell his daughter 
is at the bottom of the stairs and she is screaming for Darren. As she screams, she is lifted up into the air by no visible form there with her up into the air and she's gone. Darren runs down the stairs, gets to the bottom of the stairs. She's screaming, daddy, daddy, daddy. Um, he gets to the bottom of the stairs and she's nowhere to be found. He can hear her screams, muffled screams, coming from the basement. So he runs to the basement. The door will not open. He cannot get the door open. So he throws his shoulder against the door time and time again. Finally, the door busts open. He runs down and grabs his daughter. They go back up to the safe room and they're huddled down there for the night. They didn't sleep. Um, and this was the last night that they would spend in that house. Yeah, dang right. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't even spend the whole night. I'd be out. So after Darren felt like he had gotten to a safe place after they left the house, he begins his research again. And it takes him deeper and further than he ever expected because in 2009, Darren posted, now this is two years after um, the death of Randy, Darren posted on an uh, online forum about his experiences with Zozo. He was shocked at the number of responses he got. Zozo evidently is not a new phenomenon. It is ancient. It has multiple origins. In the Basque language, Zozo means a blackbird or crow. Oh, remember those were in the uh, mason jars. They were in the yes. mason jars, blackbirds. In the Mayan culture, there is a there was a cult of the Zotz, Z-O-T-Z. Zotz. Zotz. Uh, the Zo people of Haiti practice a form of voodoo whose ritual involves horrific scarification as well as the intake and passing around of body fluids what? and bizarre rituals. Wait a minute. Uh, they don't... Uh, which body fluids? I didn't ask. Which? It, I didn't dig it's that deep. I mean, there's, does it, there's only a few does it there. matter? <laughs> no, it's no, it fluids. doesn't. <clears throat> it's body from one of the other coven members I mean, there. It could be spit, the, right? I mean, it could be spit. You want to carry around spit? Oh, the Vikings no. used to do that. They'd wash their face and spit and blow their nose back well, and pass it to the next one and wash their face. And, and you do that? A thousand years ago, maybe. Right. Not now, no. Right, exactly. So the Zo people of Haiti practice a form of Zudu whose rituals involve horrific scarification as well as intake and passing around of bodily fluids and, a biz- and other bizarre rituals. Uh, the witch doctors are called Zozo and wear demonic-looking masks as part of their death ritual. When someone is passing away, they lift up the mask at the moment of death to take in the person's final breath. And this is supposed to endow them with that person's spiritual strength. So to make them stronger, a stronger witch doctor. should eat their hearts. That would really do it. Zozo, also in the Malay language, is the same as English, but it translates to wandering spirit, which is a spirit they believe that steals people's souls while they sleep. Which is also a term for like, like cats, huh? <laughs> said like yeah, cats. like cats, John. Like cats. <laughs> <laughs> they jump up on your chest and they suck. Your I know soul they suck all your soul, soul in the air yeah. and you die. Yeah, he forgot his Adderall. I swear to God, he did. 
So Zozo. I do not take Adderall, by the way. Zozo has been called the minister of deception. It is known to convince you that it is a deceased loved one or a friend when using a Ouija board. Uh, these sessions start off friendly and light and then turn dark and malevolent. Uh, Zozo is thought to be an entity that existed uh, far before the founding of Christianity. Uh, besides evidence showing up in Africa and Egypt, there's also evidence found linking Zozo to ancient Mesopotamia as well. Uh, there are various forms of the name found throughout history. There's Zozo, Zuzu, Mama, I don't get. Really? Where's yeah. that one from? Huh? <coughs> what culture is that one from? I don't know. That's it interesting. I didn't see that. Mama, uh, among others. Um, so in the real possession case and of that the book and the movie The Exorcist is based on, Roland Doe was possessed by Zozo. William Peter Blatty, which we know he changed some of the things uh, about that case to protect, right. <coughs> protect yeah. people's innocent, yes. also changed the name of the demon that had possessed Roland Doe. Instead of it being Zozo, he changed it to Pazuzu. To unfairly malign the protector, <laughs> the, the def- protector of pregnant women in ancient Oh, my God. He is so unprotected Pazuzu. I swear to God. A oh, defender of the home. Yes, absolutely. To protect from other demons. And the breaker of the western wings and the, all that. So, it's a little flat. In, in all fairness, Pazuzu is also a bad demon, too. Yeah, but there's more... Positive associations in Mesopotamia than well, are negative. I, I imagine that would be relative to the amount of research done to find the negative on Pazuzu. Um, uh, well, <laughs> Wikipedia is about as far down the rabbit hole as I'm willing to go. But according to Wikipedia and the sources quoted in here, okay, but I was mass producing Pazuzu. Emblems and stuff that people would hang in their lead and silver and gold and facing glass door to protect them from malevolent demons and 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 anyway moving on I think it was described as a terrifying form (laughs) that first appeared in Neo Assyrian period roughly around 934 to 610 BC. It had a monstrous head resembling a fierce lion or dog with horns and an intimidating human body with clawed hands, the scorpion's tail, two sets of wings, and a snake as an erection. Uh, Oh. Usually. (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. Usually a big honking one, too. Mm -hmm. Viper. A a hog. Yeah, it was impressive. Everyone that I've seen, it's like, it's nothing to uh, be ashamed of. (laughs) <laughs> I love so that. John, to, uh, be ashamed. As John espouses the, the wonderful tripod. Yeah, as John espouses the wonderful aspects of Pazuzu. I'm just saying I that he's unfairly <laughs> maligned by William Peter Blatty. Okay, so I will read you. I will read you <laughs> one translation that reads as, I am Pazuzu, the son of harm. King of the League of Demons, I have scaled the powerful mountains. They trembled. The contrary winds that were headed west, one by one, I broke their wings. Wasn't he the son of Anu, though, in their pantheon, the son of their sky god? Yeah, he was. Um, So people have also uh, made contact with the entity uh, spirit via Ouija board, have also been asked 
uh, to chant or spell out phrases in Hebrew or Latin, uh, which was convinced, which has convinced many of the of the intelligence of the being they're speaking with. Um, also, interestingly, the letter Z at one point in the Latin alphabet was removed because it was considered too evil when pronouncing it. Did you know that? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's, it, it, well, they said that when you make the, the letter Z, your face produces a, uh, a death grimace. It's Z. Z. So it looks like the drawn lips of a corpse. Is that why in the Spanish, Spanish, proper Spanish, like the island of Ibiza, which is spelled with a Z, they say Ibiza. It be like well, that's th. Spanish because everything that's is Spanish with a th. Everything with a th <laughs> which like is that. directly from Latin. So. Oh, I see. That's I don't know. I see and it was that. also considered the evil twin of S. So oh, S, I associate with serpent because the uh, maybe. I mean, so and perhaps this entity uses this name as some sort of mocking, whether to God or another perhaps. demon, perhaps. Uh, the demon Zozo is also mentioned in the French demonic encyclopedia as one of the demons responsible for diabolical possession and corruption. Uh, there's uh, stories of the possession of a young girl in 1816 who was possessed by Zozo. Isn't that what the Led Zeppelin thing says on it? That is what the Led Zeppelin album has on it. Uh, other noteworthy possession cases over the ages ranging closer to modern times that bear his name. Uh, you've got Roland Doe from the late 1940s, uh, the possession of Doris Blither in 1972 in Los Angeles, the Enfield poker poltergeist. That what I know. In 77 in the UK, and as recent as 2012. And I could I, I searched, but I could not find the one from 2012. But it it alludes to it in the writing What's that I was. What's the one reading. from 19 for the Doris whatever? Doris Blither. I've never read about Doris I've Blither of, of 72. Mm-mm. The infield thing is because the Warrens were involved. Yes. In so anyway, the one in 2012, uh, it was a possession. Where the person claimed that, and it's not the devil made me do it case, but it was an attempted murder, hmm. uh, that, or a murder was attempt, attempted yeah, the while the person, me. yeah, it's not that the That was devil. in the 90s, I think, when the, 80s. Because uh, the Warrens testified. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the 80s. Um, so, so how do you know that if you've encountered Zozo during a Ouija board session? Blackbirds. Uh, well, here's Prior the, to the session. Apparently. Yeah, if you, if you find the if you find the Ouija board with the blackbird set on it, then you know that's also in the gelatinous materials. Yeah. So the planchette will move on its own. You don't have to have your hands on it. That happens to a lot of them, though, right? And a lot of movies, yeah. Mm. Uh, you will experience the rainbow effect. What's that mean? And that's where the planchette moves from zero or Z to O, oh, okay, back gotcha, and forth. So gotcha, it makes gotcha. the the arc taste the rainbow. Mm-hmm. I don't think Skittles pop out of this one, though. <laughs> um, the planchette will spell out different versions of the name sometimes. Sometimes you get Zozo, you get Zaza, Zuzu, but it's always the Z, uh, except for Mama. So if you're doing this, which the best way to avoid doing it is to not mess around with one, but suppose you start a session and you start getting into this stuff and that starts happening... What, what What is the best way to get yourself out of that situation? 
Well, personally, I think that if if I were to do that, which I won't, right? But which if I were I to won't. do that, I think I would say goodbye and not mess with it and anymore. Then bury it under the house with yeah, black birds, black birds on top of it. Mm-hmm. God bless you. <laughs> right. Um, one of the other things that may happen when you start uh, connecting uh, with Zo- uh, Zozo during a session is that you may see shadows around you. And the hissing. That's what everybody said was hissing. And the hissing and shadows. Um, you may start to feel scared for no reason. Uh, you may be uneasy, upset. Um, feeling physically ill or at at ill and all of this comes with a warning if you spend too much time with the demon even though you say goodbye you may have opened a door that you cannot close and this is where demonic obsession begins so the, in this demonic obsession is the third stage of demonic possession where the demon becomes aware of you and it works at torturing you. It also works in ways to isolate you from those that love you and care about you. Obsession or oppression? This is obsession. So, okay. Obsession is a third stage. Gotcha. And um, I always get confused about all these. Yeah. So I'm, actually, I'm going to go over that in just a second. Okay. The, um, so the fourth stage is actual possession. And we all know how that ends. Right. You you get a movie deal, and <laughs> a priest jumps out the window. Uh, so you have four stages of demonic possession, and they are as follows. The first stage is infestation. This is basically a haunted house type right. stuff. Footsteps, voices, apparitions, bumps in the night, blah, blah, blah. Oppression is the second stage, and that's the activity steps up to physical attacks, uh, sleep disturbances, nightmares, uh, frequent and severe illnesses, uh, major depression, anxiety, financial problems, employment problems, relationship troubles. Um, while all of those things happen in life, I mean, it's just part of living when there is a demonic presence it seems to happen rapidly and in succession so everything just kind of hits at once now and, and that could happen too without Maybe being demonically possessed right now <laughs> but if you've been messing with the ouija board and zozo has been reaching out to you then and this happens then this is probably what's going on stage three is the obsession and just like it says, the person becomes constantly preoccupied, compulsive use of the board. Trying you know, to talk to Bon Scott all Trying the time. to talk to Bon Scott over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, setting 30 minutes at a time, waiting for the board to respond to you. Uh, and in possession. In possession, I always thought the possession, the demon jumps inside your body and controls you, etc. Evidently, that's not what it is uh possession contrary to popular belief is not the demon entering a person's body and taking over his or her soul but a person's free or a person's free will they always have that it's only severely compromised in possession uh, a person is so physically emotionally mentally and spiritually broken down 
by going through the other three stages to get hmm. there that they don't really have the strength to fight back against the demon. Uh, telltale signs of possession include su- superhuman strength, speaking in a language a victim doesn't know, inordinate version, aversion to holy objects, knowing of events or facts uh, that the victim could not possibly know. And according to the Diocese of San Jose, um, changes in facial features. Interesting. So, a little tag to the end of this one. This is a post from Darren Evans from our story. He created a a blog post at darrenevansparanormal.blogspot.com. And if you go to his blog post, I'm going to read you directly from that. On November 3rd, 2018, I was hospitalized with a severe upper respiratory infection for two weeks. I developed sepsis and began coughing up blood. Doctors tested me for influenza and it came up negative. Days prior, and John and I both have watched this on Ghost Adventures, I conducted a live Ouija session on the show Ghost Adventures. If you're on Ghost Adventures, it's a Ouija session. Ouija session. (laughs) During the broadcast section... Uh, or during the broadcast, the session was just getting started when Zozo was spelled out. But before we could continue, we were asked to shut it down due to network time constraints. No closing of the session would do- was done, and days later, I was hospitalized. Are you telling me, Zach, a lot of sessions go on with no proper closing of the session? I didn't say that. What I said was that the what I the said producers was, said we have to shut this down we're out of tape we're out of time whatever. Zach should have said no we can't shut this down until we close this properly yeah, I think that would have been responsible mm. but I wasn't there so I don't know um, moving on not longer not long after this my brother Travis was found dead in my mom's house in Broken Arrow Oklahoma Broken? Is there? Wait a minute. There's a broken arrow and a broken bow. There yes, is. there is. Are they close? No. Mm, I don't know where broken arrow is. Outside of Tulsa. Okay, it's outside okay, Tulsa. That's not close. Well, then. My aunt lived no. there. That's the only reason I know that. Oh, like okay. Over, yeah, that's, that's about right. hundred miles. Oh, that's right. She did, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So within a week, my lifelong friend Rollin died from a tragic accident in Tulsa. Never in my wildest nightmares would I have thought that both Travis and Rollin would wind up lying next to each other in a Tulsa morgue, but that is exactly what happened. So, boys and girls. All Zach Bacon's fault. Don't play with Ouija boards. If we haven't said it before. Well, I have, though. (laughs) Over and over. And over and over, and you did not heed the warning. And it doesn't have to be like the old school physical boards uh now there's apps and stuff and i think that the intent is the same when you do that and so you may open up the same kind you may think oh this is safe this is on my ipad here's what i think i think the difference is okay when we go to let's say we go do an investigation and i take my digital recorder so the digital recorder is here and it's picking up the communication from 
a spirit, a demon, whatever it hears. Okay? That's different than me making physical contact with something and focusing all my intention on that thing and opening up that part of my mind, my soul, my spirit, that allows this thing to flow. And I think that I think the whole process of the Ouija board <clears throat> by you being physically connected with it, by you opening yourself up for it, so this thing can move the planchette under your hands, is it makes it much more dangerous. I think it just opens you up and allows that thing as opposed to, to like through. an app or something like what he's talking about. Well no, about. I'm no, talking about I'm talking uh, Ouija about, board app. There's actual yeah, Ouija board app. I think that's the same thing. If you That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I believe so. I think that's the same thing. You're you're, you're opening yourself up. And uh, it's just like a seance. It's just like... Um, yeah, absolutely. There's something in yeah. that ceremonial ritual type thing that opens portals. and it, eh, Probably best to... It's one thing to walk around, like you said, with a recorder or yeah. with, Take a, a with a thermal camera. or so. That's one thing. You're not opening technically anything. I mean, is there something about these boards that creates this portal i don't think it has to be that board. i mean it's i think it could be anything i could think it could be if you were to do a seance where you're focused in on or automatic writing where you're allowing yeah. something to enter your space to enter your space or and your... use you you know whereas with the ouija board my personal opinion is that it uses the energy that you're focusing on that board to actually move. So for those that, that may planchette. not know the difference, like why do you feel like that's different than taking a recorder and asking it to talk to that's a big jump between that's a taking a recorder and a Ouija board. And and prior to Ouija boards, you know, making a circle on the ground and right. a pentagram. And, I mean, or, I, I understand a, the difference. I'm just saying... lining with candles but, and calling and trying to summon but, things. I mean, well, okay, it's so... It's intentional summoning. Yeah, if you look at... Uh, so, if you look at a lot of different religions and rituals, ritualized religion... There is a lot of intention placed in something. So if you're if you're casting a spell, and you decide you're going to practice uh, the Wiccan That's religion, what I was about, and you're just about to say like witchcraft, sorcery, is that the intention of the user? Yeah, you're you're placing your intention into it. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it's the same thing with the Ouija board. You're putting your intention on that. The secret. Everybody loves the secret, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's all about... doesn't work unless you actually work for it yourself, by the way. Oh, I, I absolutely... You can make a wish board of all the Ferraris and shit you want, but guess what? I Well, work. I never said you could sit on your ass and do that. I mean, well, no, Lord, but, that's called a dream. A pipe dream. Well, that's the difference between dreams and goals, you know? Well, I know. I mean, so, right. And I agree with you totally. So, I... But I guess I'm just saying, for someone that say that they've never ghost hunted and the only thing that they know is like this person sitting here with this board versus somebody walking around with a tape recorder and you're saying well you have an intention to contact something through this what are you doing with this your intention is to well, make true. contact with something through this 
You want it to speak to you. You want it to speak to you. So for someone, a lay person, what's the difference then? Because this has an intention of something that's... You know, that's a really that's good a point. point yeah. That's a really good point. <laughs> but I, I know personally, I don't mind going into a house that I know is haunted. Right. right. And walking in there with a recorder and... Taking pictures with cameras and stuff. That recorder's going to do its thing whether I ask any questions or not. Yeah, that's true. You could... It may speak to you, you regardless. Can, and I, we've seen this many times. We've seen Zach and the gang do this. We see, uh, you know, leave a recorder running in a room. And it, it makes, yes. And come back later and check it. Yeah. And there's something on there. But... Agreed. With no interaction. Uh, I guess my point is, it may be... For some, like I said, for somebody like, because when I first got with you, I this all of this, <laughs> all of this was scary, and I wouldn't want anything to do with it. And I'm not conjuring anything. I'm not talking to anything. Right. I'm not going to sit. I mean, I know it's, I know you don't conjure Conj- things, but well, I'm just you saying, can't conjure things. You, no, no, I'm saying he doesn't. But I'm saying like in my mind, mm-hmm. you know, I've watched Ghost Hunters, and I've the exorcist and other things and i'm like but i don't understand like this scares me so when ghost hunters they don't do anything that could be even come close to conjuring or ouija board they don't they don't even really delve in the dark at all no they just talk to what's ever present but i guess like for me some lay person that didn't really understand it and got scared about it Mm -hmm. it was like i didn't know the difference right like it's all paranormal probably shouldn't mess with it because it's kind of scary and maybe it can hurt you you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i and i didn't know and so I don't know if maybe like Ouija boards and such might be more of things that aren't necessarily here with us. Just because they sell it at Target don't mean you should play right. with it. Right. Versus, <laughs> versus taking, going into a supposed haunted house and speaking to something that's already there, that just stays there right. mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Maybe that's, that's the safer difference. Than, that's right. Safer that might than be safer. I guess just for somebody that may have. Here's one thing. So you could be like, say, in this house, this was new construction. Mm-hmm. No one's, to my knowledge, there's probably no Indian burial ground under here. Uh, there's probably not. <laughs> no reason whatsoever for there to be any spiritual entity, non corporeal spiritual right. entity in this house, right? Right. You bring that Ouija board in here. Right. You're drawing some. You are reaching out mm-hmm. to the other side of the veil and drawing something in that would not normally have been here. Whereas if something happened Absolutely. in a haunted house or something like that where you have a residual haunting or you even have an intelligent haunting of a spirit that's trapped in a location where they died. Right. That's not the same as conjuring something or right. drawing something and into I, a space where it wasn't before. Because you don't know what's coming through that. Right. I truly believe that for whatever reason, <clears throat> I think that Ouija boards open up that doorway. And I think it's like opening up a doorway at night and shining a bright-ass flashlight out there out of your door at night. And anything interested in coming inside somewhere. Like a moth. Like a moth will see that light. And come to it. And head right to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a you good, know, and that's I, really good. Whereas just going on and now it's already there. It's like you're going outside and the moth's mm-hmm. already there and it's just circling your... And most of the time it's probably something harmless. Right. Probably. 
but I think that, that's a good way to explain it. I just I think there's some people that you know the paranormal stuff is interesting. It's kind of scary. It's a little woo, but they've mm-hmm. never like had been a part of it, right? Which was very much me. You know, I had never had an experience like you two have in the past or right. you know present or whatever it may be. But when I, you know, but I saw all these things, it's like, oh, that's, you know, probably shouldn't mess with that. And everything ever good comes out of this. But everybody always at some point has that friend with the Ouija board, right? Mm -hmm. And admittedly, there is a, there's an adrenaline rush when that plant just starts moving and you know, you're not doing it and you know, you're not, and you're like, what in the hell? And you get those hackles raised up and it's a rush. It's just like that same rush. Like when we went to that haunted house. I was like, you know what? Even though that door opened by itself earlier, I'm going to be the first person to go in that. And it is a rush, isn't and it? And it's a rush. You get yeah, an adrenaline rush out. So, I mean. And I would, that's why I went off by myself in there. It's like, I'm. You know, when we walked like, in no, there, that's a. Have fun, buddy. That's a really good point. There, getting that, um, oh, mute buttons. I'm getting that that tingly right now that just thinking a, about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's. And I think that's what drew me into. Uh, doing paranormal investigations ghost hunting if you will i think that's what really initially drew me in was the fact that for one it scared the shit out of me the first time anything ever happened and your story is pretty good do boy i mean your story is pretty it scared the shit out of me (laughs) and i was like oh my god you know but then i wanted to know more about it i was curious Mm -hmm. you know and then as I did it, the more that I did it, and the more places I went, and the more stuff that I experienced, there were there there is a rush to it. There's very much a rush to it because just like, even if that rush comes, you've sat in some place for three or four hours, and you've gone through twenty hours of listening to audio and but when you hear watching that. video, and there's been times mm-hmm. when. It's been days later after the investigation, and I'm sitting here listening to audio or watching video, and all of a sudden I hear a voice or a whisper or a growl, you know, on a tape that's been just nothing but hiss. Or how'd you feel when you were sitting there in that stairwell? You boom. Oh, I right above me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you knew. That I knew where that that we was were, something. I knew something. I didn't know what it was, but I knew something was there. You know, and that was, but yeah, that's one of those rush things. And it's mm-hmm. it, like you say, the the hackles on the back of your neck stand up. But I wasn't in there with a Ouija board. So, no, and no. I wouldn't be. However, I think that's a good way to say it, though. I mean, a Ouija board's more like crossing over in that veil and pulling something forward. You're just opening the door wide open, as opposed to just interacting with something that's already inhabiting the space that you're in i agree that, that would completely. be a good difference and the, the good Ouija board seances all this came out of that spiritualist movement in the late 19th century but before Ouija boards people were making marks on the floor and well and people, were, yeah, people were, were drawing well not how salt many would be good salt would keep it out but people were drawing things name name one king in Europe, worth his salt that didn't have a wise woman in his employ, you know. Well, or or a soothsayer, or a scryer, or you a, know, a Merlin, a Merlin. You know, all of them use that. 
especially in the pre-Christian period. Mm-hmm. And probably Romans. after. Oh, yeah. The Norse, there was always the, you know, the seer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was always that person that was gifted with that. Throwing bones, and I don't mm-hmm. mean playing dominoes. I mean, literally, <laughs> right. literally throwing, like, chicken bones down and breeding them. Or, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, I just, I kind of wanted to, because I think that some people might not understand it truly, like, how the how there could be a difference between this versus taking one around that you see, you know, Zach and the gang, or, like, what we did with... Who's here? Who'd like to speak with us? What happened to you when you've been here? Right. You know, and so I think... You're talking to what's already there. Yeah, what's already there versus you're bringing forth something because this is in some way opening that veil. Opening a door and inviting whatever wants to come in. I think going to a haunted house is, it's more controlled. You have have a space and and you go in there and you you talk with what's You are literally going into the space that is right now. You usually know the history, who died in the house. You have a pretty good idea idea of what you're dealing with. But with a Ouija board, it's like taking a big spotlight and shining. It's like, you know, those, uh, like, well, like I said, like opening up a door just wide open and shining a light out. Whoever wants to come in can come in. It's like a realtor having an open house. Yeah, just you never know well, who might show up. You, think, and you're baking cookies, and you just mm-hmm. smell just inviting whatever. In. Well, I think too. There's also that some people, at least like somebody like me, doesn't think on all the time about the fact that probably the difference between this dimension and that one, or this where we are in this time and space, versus that next one, that that the veil is not as thick as what some people may believe. No, it's not. You know, and, it's really and, and, I mean, not. And, and that's, I mean, whether you're religious in, in, a, in a Christianity form or not, I mean, that's in the Bible, that's very much that there's spirit, the spiritual realm and where we are is probably not nearly as far as we'd like to it's think. right there. It's that far apart. Right. So, <laughs> it, 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 some, and sometimes, no matter your beliefs, I think mm-hmm. that Even if you look at it from that scientific, like a multiverse type thing, a, a dimensional thing, mm-hmm. there could be something right here. Right. right now, right. in another dimension. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm touching its butt. <laughs> I'm sure you are. You know what I'm saying? You pervert. <laughs> it might not be aware of me, as as you are not aware of it, and I'm not aware of it. But, but it you're touching its right butt. There. there could be a dinosaur right here. There is butt they touching going on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she's just not aware of it. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> but that when it becomes aware of you, oh, see now that's the thing that when you play around with the Ouija board and you open it up and you shine that bright light out the door, then you're saying, "Hey, here I am, come talk to me." And I think it the, when, when you stare to the abyss, like, the hey, abyss looks who is back. It? Yeah, exactly. It's just like what we talked about the 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 uh, shadow people and the night terror thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, yep. when they become aware of you. Yeah, because they're yeah. not. That's not. Oh, I think that's a dimensional thing. They're not always. Aware I, of I think you. so too. And uh, boy, when you light up that Ouija board, poo. Yeah, it's like a spotlight out into the night. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not playing with Ouija boards, and I'm not trying to be a Darren. But I will, of, or any of those folks. I will recommend to Soro. Reposado tequila. I do too. That's really good. To anybody that likes tequila, or if you don't like tequila and you want to just, or you don't know if you like tequila, this is this is probably a good one. That's a good one to break in on right there. This lets you know what tequila really tastes like, 
and it doesn't taste like all that celebrity crap that they try to and sell. It you. doesn't taste like uh, like Jose Cuervo either. No, this is good. Truth. I really like this. Would you like to try the blanco in that? I, I would. I'd yeah. love to try the blanco. Actually, that's that's always a good baseline for anything. Is to try the blanco first. Well, you get you get a better understanding of what it really tastes like then. What's and the juice then, you got here? Once you once you age it and you mellow it out and you put some. Or they put some flavorings in it. Put some, you whiskey-fy it a little bit by mm-hmm. putting it in barrels. Then you can, uh, you know, you can change the flavor. But when you when you get a blanco, you really know what what the tequila tastes like, what the juice tastes like. Mm-hmm. Definitely, highly recommend this for yeah. sure. Yeah, especially don't, for the price. This, that's, but did we play with Ouija boards? We don't play with Ouija we boards. We don't play but with we Ouija drink boards. This tequila. <laughs> Just say no to a Ouija boards. <laughs> Remember, go to all the places. Go to our YouTube channel, like and subscribe. Uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Because when we get three more subscribers, we're we're sitting at ninety seven right oh. now. I am videotaping it. Also, we, we videotape it anyway. Subscribing costs you nothing. It doesn't. It does a and lot we will not us. spam you. Nah. But it it, Never. it looks good to YouTube, and we are working towards that. Another. Good night, everyone. I want to see y'all in Razorbacks. <laughs> I'm so grossed out just by the thought. John going to be looking at Shaq He's so shack, excited There's going to be like side boob hanging out. Oh, I know. Isn't that boob, great? Huh? Man with side boob. <laughs> side boob. <laughs> side boob. <laughs> shave yes. your nips. Shave your nips before you have that hanging out. <laughs>